This is Tony Johnson with Heron.org Soundbites. I'm here today with Jennifer Tesher, the head of the Center for Financial Services Innovation, a Heron grantee, to talk about CFSI's impact. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, how are you? Give us a sense of what is CFSI and why is it important? What work do you do? We are the leading experts on consumer financial health, and we lead a network of financial services and technology companies that are committed to building the kinds of high-quality products and practices that will help their customers ultimately achieve financial well-being. CFSI received a enterprise capital grant from Heron as part of its overall capital raise. What's the money for and how is it working with the organization? So we were so grateful to receive this investment from Heron because we had spent about 10 years building a market and a field that hadn't existed before. And we felt like we were poised to really grow our impact, to scale it. Um, But to do that, we needed to reorganize and repackage both the value we were providing into the market and the way we were organized internally to deliver it. So we were reorganizing ourselves into a membership network and needed to build the kind of sales and relationship management staff, the kind of technology and CRM infrastructure that was needed to do that. And simultaneously, we also wanted to start growing and scaling an existing consulting business that we expected would grow in part as our network grew. So we needed to hire more consultants. We needed to templatize and productize some of our offerings. And so the investment from Heron and others has been really critical. um, And we're excited because we're starting to see some success. From our point of view, financial services is still a critical piece to helping people and helping communities help themselves out of poverty. Can you talk a little bit about the impact that CFSI is having, particularly on low-income people and communities? Mm -hmm. So we're really trying to communicate a pretty big idea to the financial services industry that they should be building businesses that make money because and when their customers succeed, not in spite of their customers, which is what we saw, frankly, in the buildup to the financial crisis. And we're trying to make the case that they should see themselves as being in the financial health business and that they should be making sure that the products and services that they offer and the policies and practices behind them are actually moving the needle, that they're being helpful or at the at the worst case, neutral. But in order to do that, you first have got to start measuring because you tend to manage what you measure. And so our theory is that by growing our network, that enables us to reach ultimately more Americans and more low and moderate income families. The more we reach into those markets and we engage with them more deeply, the more new products and strategies are built and delivered. And Ultimately, the more that we get our network to drink the Kool-Aid, the more likely they are to start actually measuring their own success in impacting their customers' financial health. Our network, as an example, has just in the last 18 months doubled in size. We now have about 110 companies and organizations. And just to put that in perspective, they touch, we estimate, 174 million consumers, 43 million of whom are low and moderate income. So if we grew our network, not another iota, we are already uh, working with firms that are reaching a massive number of the people we care about. And just in the last year and a half, as an example, 
we have seen and worked with companies to create at least a dozen new products or strategies or changes to practice that are high quality and that are we think are going to move the needle. And most excitingly, just earlier this year, we launched a set of financial health indicators. How do I know if someone is financially healthy? And we just announced a beta test with a group of about eight providers of varying sizes and types who over the next six months are going to be analyzing their own customer data and in some cases gathering some survey data so that they for the first time can actually measure the, the financial health of their customers and then reflect on their products and services and what they might need to change in order to help their customers improve. So we're really excited that we're on the way towards our 2018 goal of having at least 25% of our network investing in and measuring the financial health of their customers. And so you said network. Can you just give our listeners a sense of what are these companies look like? Can you just name a few and what do they do? It's a very broad array. So we have some of the biggest banks in America, such as Bank of America, Chase, Wells, City, uh, and others, regional and super regional banks. Uh, we have a number of credit unions. We have technology companies that are vendors to providers. So we have Visa and MasterCard. We have American Express. We have the big credit bureaus. We have the big technology vendors that service these companies. Then we have an array of earlier stage technology-driven companies that are trying to enter this market. We have retailers who see themselves as delivering financial products and services. Uh, we have some nonprofits who also see themselves as being in the business of delivering. So it's an incredibly broad array of providers who all feel committed to this bigger idea that frankly is bigger than any one of those companies. Is there a story that sort of can anchor what does this look like for a person or community on the ground? About a year ago, we uh, met and recruited a new company to our network, Right Pat Credit Union. They're the largest credit union in the state of Ohio. They have 300,000 members and about $3.3 billion in assets. Not the largest company we work with, but absolutely not the smallest. And they came to us and got excited about our network because this concept of financial health really resonated with them. And it was similar to something they were trying to pursue, but hadn't been able to put their fingers on it yet. And um, as they got to know us and understand more about our thinking and our framework, they hired us through our consulting practice to come and survey their customers using our financial health survey instrument to really do a financial health checkup and to really understand how their customers are faring and to segment them. They also hired us to review almost every product in their suite, whether it's checking checking accounts or loans or savings products to assess how well they are designed and offered from the perspective of what the needs of their customers are. And really even more revolutionary, they then asked us to do the same survey for their 700 employees because they understood that you have to put your own oxygen mask on first. If we want employees 
of financial institutions to be able to be successful in working with customers, especially those that are struggling, it's kind of hard to do that if they're struggling in the same way and don't have the resources, whether those are tools or products or advice, to be able to uh, make their own improvements. And so we're incredibly excited that our network members aren't just buying into this thinking, they're helping us actually advance the practice. And now a bunch of other credit unions that they're in relationship with are asking us to do the same thing. And we're now starting to talk to employers outside of financial services about uh, the financial health of their employees. And so what's so powerful for, as we think about this network, is really the network effect, that it's not just the one-to-one interactions that we have with any given company, but it's the interactions that those companies have amongst themselves in building a movement, building best practice, and ultimately demonstrating that financial services can really be a force for good in people's lives, especially for those who are struggling. Terrific. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you. For Heron.org, this is Tony Johnson.